This is VLX number 39, Matthew chapter 7, verses 12 to 14, the golden rule and the narrow path. God give you his peace. Let's begin in prayer. In nomine Patris, Affiliate, Spiritus Sancti, Amen. God, our Lord, we ask the grace that all of our intentions, actions, and operations be directed purely to the service and praise of your divine majesty. In nomine Patris, Affiliate, Spiritus Sancti, Amen. So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. Thus are the words of the Holy Gospel. Okay, so this line, so whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. As you know, this is called the golden rule, and this might seem boring or milk toast to some of you, but we're going to see it so much more than that. Now, let's give the atheists a little nod here. They point out that numerous religions have the golden rule, and they say that there's nothing special about Christianity. Well, in this sense, on the golden rule, there's a little truth to that, because even a good Jew at Jesus' time could have followed the golden rule. And Christ says as much today. He says, whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Anytime Jesus says this is the law and the prophets, he's showing this is already the Old Testament. So Jesus is gilding it, but not giving the new commandment yet. So if many, if many teachers taught the golden rule, and even some atheists today claim that they can live by it, I don't think they can, but they, they claim that they can a little bit, then what's so special about Jesus? Two things. One, he claimed he was God. Jesus says in John 8, 58, before Abraham came to be, I am. And number two, Jesus' main claim, besides claiming he was God, was that he would die to save us from our sins. So those two things right there, one, Jesus is God, and two, he dies for our sins. That is unlike all the teachers of the world who have taught the golden rule. Now that doesn't negate its importance today, but we just have to recognize that there are people who can give a nod in that direction who still don't grasp what Jesus was about. I mean, for example, Buddha said, be ye lights unto yourselves. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. So the golden rule might seem a little boring at first, but there's so much more right there. And for one, it's so hard. Um, it's so hard to live. Otherwise, our Lord wouldn't have said it today. Because clearly those alive in his time were not fulfilling the law and the prophets on doing to others as they in Jesus' time would want done unto them. Now, let's switch gears a little bit. I actually like the Douay Rhymes Bible a lot more for today's first verses. Quote, All things, therefore, whatsoever you would that men should do to you, do you also to them. Sounds a little antiquated, but at least that first part of that sentence is going to really grasp the Greek and the Latin a lot better. Because that word... Therefore is important. So it's important according to St. John Chrysostom because it connects the section we did in VLX 38 with today. Quote, Or what man is there among you of whom his son shall ask bread, will he reach him a stone? Or if he shall ask him a fish, will he reach him a serpent? If you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to them that ask them? All things, therefore, whatsoever you would that men should do to you, do you also to them, end quote. 
you can see right there, especially the people who like to go to Latin mass, who kind of wonder why I don't use the Dewey rhymes, it's so antiquated, it's hard for you to grasp what's, what's happening there. Uh, that whole thing was the Dewey rhymes, and it's fine to use it. But anyway, that therefore there really captures today. It says that um, the golden rule with that word therefore shows that there's a connection to the fish and the bread to those who ask. Because here's the thing, in the English, we usually think of the golden rule in the negative. We, we sort of think of it like this. Don't punch people in the nose because you wouldn't want to be punched in the nose. Okay, fair enough. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's part of the golden rule. But another reason I like the Dewey Rhymes for today's section is because it captures the positive side of not just avoiding sins of commission, but also avoiding sins of omission. Here's what I mean by that. All things that you heard in today's verse is an exact translation of the Greek panta and the Latin omnia. In fact, the single word panta in Greek means not just all, but literally all things. And that word omnia in Latin doesn't just mean all, but all things in that one word. So listen to today's gospel. All things, therefore, whatsoever you would that men should do to you, do you also to them. So that doesn't mean only, for example, only avoid gossip if you don't want to be gossiped about. It's kind of how we see the golden rule. It also means, for example, taking a very proactive lead in the golden rule. Like if you were hungry or lonely or sad, do those things that you would want done to you. Now, granted, occasionally that means just being left alone. So we have to consider that. But all things also means, for example, seek out, say, the single moms in your neighborhood who might be living with kids who are cold and mildly hungry this winter. Find them. Be creative with all things in charity. Because if you were a single mom with cold and hungry kids, not just the homeless, and every time I say poor people think the homeless, but most of the poor in this country have homes and might be cold and hungry this summer. In a cold apartment like so many American cities have full of single moms, go seek them out according to the golden rule. Would you want someone showing up at your door with food and clothing and Christmas gifts? If so, and the answer might be no, but if so, then go do those things. That's what, that's what Christ is telling us today. Seek these people out in the positive is very clear in the golden rule, at least in the Greek. And remember, I don't teach you this mental prayer just to inject you with ethics on the poor, but I do believe mental prayer should change you. And this is why I include action in this. Even though we as Americans get too practical instead of contemplative, it's important to realize that the contemplative should and can launch us to the active life too. So I'm going to give you a timestamp at this point, but I've included some cool Greek connections in the next section too, so you might want to keep listening. Timestamp. So for the Ignatian way of prayer, let's look at that last verse today. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life and those who find it are few. Or in the Dewey Rhymes, it is straight is the way. But in either translation, to get to life, it is this. The way is hard in the ESV. The way is straight in the DRB. So all translations agree on that word way. But is the way to eternal life hard or straight? What's a better translation? It's a very unusual word in the Greek, tethlimene. Tethlimene is the perfect past participle of the Greek verb thlilbo, which in the active first person means I press hard and I crush. In the passive first person, it is I experience trouble and I experience difficulty. 
So combine all of this and we could loosely translate it as the way to Jesus is a crushing way. The way to Jesus is a crushing way. And that's what I would propose that word teflimene means. So let's bring this to St. Ignatius of Loyola's imaginative way of prayer. Going to propose a piece of art today. If you Google image, enter through the narrow gate, children's catechism, those words, if you put in a Google image, enter through the narrow gate, children's catechism, the first picture on Google images will take you to Father Z's Pinterest. I didn't know Father Z had a Pinterest. We're going to do an Ignatian meditation, picturing yourself walking through both roads, the way to death and the way to life. Notice the road to hell first. The demon's having a great time playing the guitar. It's a huge party. Notice not how many people are just with each other, but how they all congratulate themselves on what a great time they're all having. It's one giant party until at the end, they walk off a cliff to be devoured by a dragon, which is certainly Satan himself. St. Basil says, quote, That broad and easy road which goes downward has the deceiving evil demon who draws those who follow him by pleasure to perdition, end quote. But now let's look at the way Jesus offers to us. Notice again that the entrance point is exactly as that Greek word says, crushing. It's so narrow that the Greek there comes alive. It's a crushing way to follow Jesus. Now that doesn't mean Jesus wants followers who are whiny or self-righteous or full of self-pity, but it does mean if you're walking the narrow way, it will be crushing, joyful but crushing. And that's how you know you're on the right path. And notice on this drawing how few people are on it. It's uphill, carrying your cross. But you're with Jesus, which is more of a consolation than the thousands of people on the other way who claim to be having a good time. And perhaps the people on the other way look at you across the wall and they call you a holy roller or a conspiracy theorist. But it doesn't matter if you're walking this path humbly with Jesus. But the pathway through life, you're going to be pretty alone. And as you see in this picture, you get pretty bowed down. Remember the movie The Passion of the Christ with Simon of Cyrene? Can't you see he can't go on? You might feel, looking at your own life, wanting to say that from the outside at some point. Can't you, can't you see she can't go on? And maybe there's times you feel you can't go on. And perhaps that's a sign you are on the crushing way of life. That's the way of life. It is lonely, it is crushing, and at the end we see, as in this painting, an eternal crown of glory Jesus puts on your head. And that is the beginning of heaven. Personally, I think we need to start meditating on our place in heaven just as much as we meditate on our place in hell. St. Basil wrote, quote, But a good angel presides over the rough, deep, and difficult way which leads those to pursue it through strenuous efforts to attain virtues. Please say an hour, Father, for me, et benedictio Dei omnipotentis, patris affini, et spiritus sancti, descendit super vos et maniat semper. Amen.